Daily Adventure Tales, Episode 20, Show Notes, Film Star, F-I-L-M-S-T-A-R. Steve. Welcome to Daily Adventure Tales. A podcast about daily adventures for everyday people. With your adventure host, Lori Weaver. Hey. <laughs> Good job, guys. Well, I'm really glad you came over today so that I could tell you what happened at the conference. I'm excited to hear about Not it. Me too. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you didn't get to hear it all about day three at the conference because I was so sick I couldn't talk. Yes, and you haven't told me a bit about it because you're waiting until Steve came over. That's right. I didn't want to waste my good stories on you, wonderful Mark. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Mark hates being called the wonderful Mark in the podcast, so I told him I would stop it as soon as he came up with his own name. So, if you guys have any suggestions, come to our Facebook page at, da- at facebook.com slash dailyadventuretales and post your ideas. What should we call the wonderful Mark? <laughs> so, Mark, when you and I went to the conference, how much did we know about like who the bigwigs were at the conference or we should talk to or what we should be doing? Oh, absolutely nothing. <laughs> Pretty much zero, right? <laughs> yeah, zero. Big, big egg. <laughs> the big egg. My methodology was I interviewed anybody and everybody, anyone I could see. Starting with a couple podcast episodes ago, I interviewed the lady that registered me for the conference. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> what was fun about that was that every time I walked by the registration, all the ladies and gentlemen would be waving and say, hi, it's Lori, it's Lori. And I'd go, hi, registration people. <laughs> and then people would say, there's Lori. So I really got my wow. name out, yeah. out there. And I would just interview people. And so then people would come to me and say, I'd like to be interviewed. And so I got to be known as the lady who was interviewing everybody. That's amazing that you made such an impression. Well, <laughs> that it, it is kind of amazing. I mean, that's probably, I mean, that was, you basically fulfilled the whole purpose of the conference at the conference. Like you created a media brand and... That's right. <laughs> just yourself and, you know, your... And my little, yeah. my trusty Roland 5 recorder <laughs> that I take everywhere. But that is what Daily Adventure Tales is, and that's kind of why it's sort of hard to make it, is whatever Mark and I are doing, I take my recorder with me, and we just interview whoever we can find, or we talk to each other about what we're doing. And so I never know what pile of audio I'm going to have to work with, usually. I just need to make a story, so I'm doing like an audio documentary every single week. So that takes a lot more time than if we were just like having a studio topic for a half hour or I was just interviewing one guest every week like some podcasters do. That's what I explained to people. I said, I just, 
I record whatever I'm doing, and right now what I'm doing is I'm at a conference. So I'm interviewing everybody that I meet. People thought that was pretty fun. And I also found out the podcasters love to interview each other and put each other on their shows. Yeah, that's so, great. So my media host, Lipson, they had a, a booth at the conference, and they let us put our cards and pictures and things to promote our shows at their booth. The other thing they did is they interviewed us, for their official podcast called The Feed, The Lips and Feed. So I got interviewed by Rob Welsh, the director of podcast relations for Lips and, and then I said, okay, now I'm gonna interview you. <laughs> <laughs> so Rob's interview was on my last episode that I did. And while he was there, this lady, Rosemary Nickel, took a picture of he and I because He's too tall and my arms wouldn't reach for the selfie picture. She says, oh, here, let me help you. And she goes, well, since you're interviewing everyone, I'd like to be interviewed. So I said, okay, come meet me when you're done with Rob. So in the meantime, the, the episode last week, I had three people that I interviewed while I was waiting for Rosemary. <laughs> and that was, remember Brock the cowboy? Right. And Gina the clout lady that knows the clout yeah. score. And also Catherine who's a high-end gift designer whose things are in really high-end hotels. So I interviewed all of them and then Rosemary came over. And she's a new podcaster and her website is called motivatingothermoms.com. Moms, well, you can't talk to me then because I'm not a mom. <laughs> I didn't tell her I was a fake mom. <laughs> but, but she said, I did tell her I was a cat, I was a cat mom. While I was waiting in line to talk to Rob from Lipson, I met another new podcaster named Rosemary Nickel, and her podcast and radio show is about motivating moms. Now, we got to talking, and I'm not a mom, but she still is willing to talk to me. Congratulations on your new podcast, Rosemary. Thank you very much, Lori. And you are a mom of four, four-legged animals, and they are kind of similar because they need you, just like kids need their moms. <laughs> the cats need their moms, too. <laughs> Boy, do they. And I'll tell you, it's a lot of fun, and I think moms can sometimes feel a little bit lacking in adult conversation. I've heard that before, even though I wasn't a mom myself. My but, friend. You, but you were a teacher, so you were kind of around a lot of what moms go through. you kind of in the trenches with the moms. Yeah. So what motivated you yourself to, to start motivating other moms? I um, became a mom, and I really didn't think I would be a great mom or that I would love my kids that much because my mom was not that kind of mom. No I loved you, no hugs. Very common thing, I think, from that day and age. Um, and lo and behold, I was a, a, I loved being a mom, and I probably overdid it. <laughs> I don't think you can overdo the I love yous and the hugs, as speaking no, as a teacher. No. Not that part of not taking care of me and forgetting who I am. Ah, gotcha. And then being in the judgment of other moms, which is a very common thing and un- unnecessary and sad thing. So I was struggling trying to find support. I had postpartum depression, and I couldn't fa- talk to anybody without being judged. So that's where motivating other moms came. I wanted to create something that would support other moms without judgment. So is your community more about the experience of actually being a mother versus some other mom encouraging podcasts or about like moms making a business? Are you more about the experience of motherhood? Well, it's morphed over the years into now I work with entrepreneurial moms. 
because I wanted them to find a purpose, which is what I did. I found my purpose and it made life more worth living because we start off young and we dream, th dream about getting married and having a family. We go to college, we build up who we are and who we think we want to be and then we have kids and then we turn around and go, wow, who am I? And we have to start changing who we are all over again. So I became fascinated with entrepreneurial moms because it's a special community where Again, you kind of feel lonely. Your neighbors don't understand. Your friends don't understand. People on the internet think you're very successful just because you have a blog or a podcast, and they don't understand what's going on in the background. So I interview mom, mompreneurs to have them pull back the curtain and share the truth about what's going on in life and some of the crappy things that have happened that actually brought them into being having a fabulous life as well. You know, that just has so many parallels to what I went through because I retired so suddenly and unexpectedly at age 52. I wasn't just an empty nester, I was a never nester, but I was a corporate developer, programming type, social corporate butterfly, getting my nose into everyone's business. Went from that to kind of, you know, brain crazy, home person. So I said, wow, who am I now? And I went around having adventures to try to find out what resonated with who I am now, because who I used to be was the past. Some of it was no longer pertinent. I had to deal with what is and hopefully build from that foundation into my new future. So far, I found out I love to actually talk, <laughs> but I've also found out I love to listen. And finding other people's story is the best of both worlds. Good luck to you. I hope that moms find lots of inspiration at motivatingothermoms.com. Everybody go there, post a comment. Don't just read, post a comment. Oh, thank you. Let's Can be I nice. Say one more thing. Do we have time? Oh, yeah. So, one of the other things that inspires me, I'm glad you brought it up, and because you do work with your, your group is retiring is I had two very special people die within two years of retiring because they didn't have a purpose in their life. And I'm very passionate about everybody finding their purpose. My mom was into college. She went to college her entire life, education, education, and she worked really hard in the same job to build herself up. But when she left her job, that was the only thing she had. And she didn't have anything. And unlike her, unlike you, she didn't get out there and try to find a new purpose or anything. She became very depressed and died, was perfectly healthy, died within two years. And then I had another close friend. That same thing happened. So I encourage your listeners to get out there and find their purpose. Well, thank you so much. And you know, people out there, moms and retirees, your purpose today doesn't have to be to save the whole world. No. Your purpose today can be eat a new vegetable, email a friend, like someone on Facebook, find a book at the library. Those still exist, you know. <laughs> Download to Kindle. That is awesome. Smile at someone when you're on the street. Try something new that can re reinvigorate you no matter what it is, and yes. you just may find something you love. Like Absolutely. You very. It could be very simple things. It is not about changing the world. It's about changing your world and then slowly changing the other the people around you by living that life. Get out there and experience life the way it's supposed to be experienced. Amen, sister. I'm <laughs> drinking the sauce. Thanks so much. Do you have a Twitter handle, by the way? I do. It's Motivating Moms. Okay, so you go follow motivating moms out there. One of the things that was neat about the interview with Rosemary when she finally sat down with me is she was very motivated, and I saw this theme over and over again, because when she became a mom, 
her whole identity changed. Like she went from being whatever she was in life to now she was a mother. She's like, well, who am I now that I'm a mother? So it's just like in Daily Venture Tales when we're talking about now I'm retired, what am I? Or people you know, who go through a relationship breakup or a divorce or job loss or anything in life can cause people to kind of get this, who am I feeling? Yeah. And she got that specifically about being a mother and her fear of being a good mother and feeling judged by other mothers and feeling like she was judging other mothers. So she started this in order to have a place where mothers could be supported and not feel judged. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds it sounds cool. Yes, and I wonder if the wonderful Mark is still in the room. <laughs> oh, I, I, I did, oh, oh, I'm looking <laughs> up here. Oh, let's, where, where are I? Where am I? <laughs> well, what did you think about Rosemary, honey? I don't know. Who's Rosemary? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you could just tell us. What did I just tell you Rosemary was? Um, she was a, a very motivated mom. <laughs> well, That's okay. A summary. Okay, you kind of you kind of got got out of that one. Wonderful, Mark. He was busy playing with the cat while we were having this discussion about the conference. So Rosemary wasn't somebody that you have met. No, I didn't meet Rosemary, so I didn't know who she was. No, but it was a good interview, and this she is the lady who said a quote that I couldn't remember who'd said it, but when you're talking about identity and finding something to do, she said, and now I'm quoting, Rosemary said this, it's not about changing the world, but changing your world. Oh, I like that. And that really That's puts really it, cool. you know, it's kind of like the be the change thing. The think about, because a lot of people get intimidated about trying adventures or like you're into politics and working your way into making a difference that way through the political structure. But everyone gets intimidated, like, what can I do? You know, what can yeah. I do? Or what, you feel like you need some big plan or you need to, like you said, change the world. And that. But it's really about you experiencing something that you, fulfills you. That's right. And not necessarily trying to do something so grand, maybe something will come out of it. Mm -hmm. And changing you does change the world because even right now we're, we're talking, we don't know who's listening, who might be inspired by that quote. So I'm just having fun having a beer with, with my fake son and my husband, the wonderful Mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing. But I, that quote really stayed with me. Not about changing the world, but changing your world. <laughs> The most exciting things for me was that I got picked to be interviewed in a documentary about podcasters by a documentary maker who's making a film called The Uncasters. His name is Mark Ramsey. And that was pretty unexpected. I'd filled out like a form on his website a month or two prior and said, yes, I'll be there at the New Media Expo. And I got an email that morning said, okay, come at this time. Oh, wow and be filmed. So you made, you were involved with documentaries before, right, Steve? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty strange, but I think I did good because I cried on the, I cried on you the cried. film. <laughs> That's amazing. You must have 
it's, it hit my nerve, right? And so I was apologizing, like, oh, 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 I don't mean to be crying. He's like, no, no, this is great. I'm thinking, it's I'm going to be in this when movie. When people yeah. cry on a film, it's like the <laughs> deepest moment. That's what I'm going. So part of me was saying, like, hey, Mark Ramsey, I hope you're not listening. Because I'm going, yes, there's no way he's going to cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the podcaster crying. <laughs> but I was telling, because his stories were about, like, how did you start podcasting? or And so I was talking about the bike accident mm-hmm. and how it felt to like lose my marbles and, and how weird that was not to be smart like I used to be yeah. for a while and next thing you know I was just like crying and that was just so hard <laughs> but but then I went on to interview him Hey Adventures, I had the most cool and fun experience. I was interviewed for a documentary by documentarian Mark Ramsey for a show that the working title now is... Uh, it's the Uncasters. How did you come up with Uncasters? Um, well, I thought, you know, I thought podcasts, you know, the podcasting community, they're, they're a little different, they're a little out there, and um, so... And the domain name was available. <laughs> That's funny. I did that too with Daily Adventure mm-hmm. Tales. I made sure that this was available on all platforms yeah. before I went for it, even though it's descriptive. So, have you always been a documentarian? Kind of. I've always, I've always uh, uh, journaled kind of my whole life and, and written stuff down and uh, that sort of thing. And I've really been into to film and, and, you know, the idea of film to tell a story. Uh, I've been uh, podcasting for eight years or so, and uh, I finally got to the end of a show where I didn't have anything to do anymore, and I'm thinking, well, do I need to start another podcast? And I said, well, maybe, maybe I need to do something else. And um, uh, I, I thought uh, documenting the podcasting community would be a, g- a good idea. I think so. I think it'll have a really niche appeal, but it will also appeal to those who just like to know other cultures. And I agree with you. I think there is kind of a a culture, not just of geekiness, but the people who want to put their message out into the world is what I I feel. Well, I think podcasting is probably one of the most uh, intimate experiences you can have with someone else without being in the same room with them. And, uh, you know, it's the kind of thing where you, where people are uh, putting on a set of headphones and they're at the gym or, or they're uh, listening to you uh, in their car and they're actively listening. They chose to listen to you. It's not really something that's in the background. And uh, I thought that was something that, um, that needed to be covered. I, I think that's really going to be cool. And whether I make it onto the film or I end up in the cutting room floor, because sorry, some of you interviewers, some of you didn't make it into my audio podcast either. It's not that I don't love you. It just didn't necessarily fit the way the story arc went. That's that's how it is. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. It's like um, uh, editing this film is going to be... Uh, extremely difficult because it's like killing your children you know you have to make really tough decisions or or the next thing you know the thing is seven hours long and you want you want it to be uh, something that'll be able to express the kind of passion that's in podcasting 
but also you don't want your your viewers to fall asleep at the same time. I totally get it. It's like cooking and putting a little cayenne in the soup. Even if you, or if you love ginger, you don't want to overwhelm the dish exactly. with ginger. Exactly, that's true. And um, but yeah, I think I think it's um, I think it's important to uh, to kind of analyze this community. Not you know because everybody is so passionate that's in it. They they really like it. A, like doing it and then and the kind of things they get out of it you know the monetary stuff that that happens is is not really the focus of my film and and uh it's the also the idea that speaking to the microphone and if there's only 10 people listening to you it's really cathartic and you can get you know get things it's like visiting a going to talk to a psychologist psychiatrist or a psychologist sometimes or at least I feel that way and when I stopped podcasting for for a while I I felt like there was something I I wasn't able to get out anymore so well I certainly agree with that as my listeners can attest some of my episodes I'm dealing with things like how to stop ruminating over things that you feel you did that were screwing you up but sometimes it's how to go have fun feeding an ostrich you just never know however you feel is how you feel and I agree with you especially once I retired even you can hate your job you can just hate your job but you see people that you can talk to over coffee or just even to say I hate this job and when you go to yourself or become like a, a sole proprietor or a consultant however you go from a crowded work environment mm -hmm. to alone it's very jarring to you so for me just even imagining the podcast audience listening to me talk makes me feel connected to the world in a way that I very much appreciate. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, one of my goals from for doing the film is to go on location and actually watch people doing the shows live. Uh, I, I really, I really think it's it just amazingly interesting to see people do something that they love and. Um, um, this is a really cool community. The amount of friends that I've made that I, I never had any idea I would makes it really special, I think, yeah. Yeah, I've loved being here at this conference and talking with you because it almost feels like having my own tribe. In my normal life, my friends think it's kind of cool, but they don't really quite get it. Mm -hmm. You know, they might say, like, I have to actually put on the website, click the arrow to play the podcast and things like this. And they're kind of like, well, this is nice, we like it, and they like that it's fun, but they don't really get me why I'm doing such a thing. And it's fun to be around a lot of people who understand why I'm doing such a thing. Well, you know, it... it to me, it's there's a, there's a lot of people in my life that they've never bothered to go through the process of trying to listen to one of my shows, and I find that weird because if I knew somebody that was doing something like that, I think I would at least go through the process of at least listening to it a couple of times or something like that. But um, it's really fascinating how many people can cannot listen to you when it, when it comes down to it. Well, I kind of, like, I did a website in the 1990s for kids that became pretty successful at that time. And it's a different world today because everything's Twitter and the whole two-second thing. Like, I don't like your intro music. Done with you. Mm -hmm. You know, if it can't be put in a hashtag, I'm not going to do it. That, that's something I've seen. So it really kind of takes a way to hook them or like them, to, to make them take the time to listen. Now, once they do like you, 
than I think their sticky audience. Absolutely. Walking walking into an uh, office building one time, getting stopped and having someone say, hey, I'll listen to your show, you know, just out of the blue. It's, it's crazy. Uh, getting um, emails from people, uh, you know, about, uh, about it and stuff, you know, saying they, you know, that show cracked me up so much that, you know, I, uh, um, you know, spilled something all over my desk and ruined this or whatever. I know a lot of people say it's new media, but it, it's really different. It, it's more than new media. It's, uh, it's new expression, I think. Thank you. I think that's so cool. And thanks for allowing me and giving me the privilege to be shot. I've never been in a documentary before. Well, I'm not in one yet, but I've never even had the opportunity to maybe be in a documentary before. Just this year, I made a documentary all on my iPhone about retirement identity for a seminar I was working on. So you can see that on YouTube. But I mean, it was really hard. So I have respect for you. And I was one, I do have one last question. Sure. Do you see a big difference in your video process versus doing podcasting in the audio process or were you a video podcaster also? I started off doing audio. Um, the, vi the video piece um, is more of an enhancement, I think. So I always tried to tend to do an audio show first and then it was just a, a um, more of a, a documentation of the audio show that I was doing. So I guess I've been doing documentaries for a long time, but they've just been on my own podcast. So uh, yeah, that's what I would, I would say about that. It's, I think it's audio first. I think it's more intimate. Well, like I said, I found a good love. Definitely, I love to talk. And hopefully some of you listeners are out there listening. If you are, please come to my show notes, which this time will be dailyadventuretales.com slash filmstar. And say, hi, Lori, I heard you. Good luck to you, Mark, on your film. Hey, I appreciate it, Lori. Thanks a lot, and good luck on your podcast. Thanks. things I enjoyed about his interview is he made some really important points like Mark you were saying you're you're not really like you like to make the podcast with me but you're not really into listening to podcasts no not at all no not not at all except for you do listen to daily adventure tales well yeah I do is that because you're in daily adventure tales yes <laughs> <laughs> because you do listen to it every week yes I do and what people don't know is Mark is listens to my rough cut because when we take all of the audio, I'm the one that puts the audio together, but Mark sits in the chair and says, this is boring, cut it. You know, we need to sweeten this up. He's my eyes and ears for that first yeah, thing. Yeah, I say, hey, look, I'm not in, I, you know, there's not enough of me in it. So. Yeah, go record some more of me. Yeah, go record some more of me. Everybody else is boring. <laughs> Oh, you think he's joking. <laughs> but no, he, he does that. But even after he, he sit and listens to the, the rough cut all the way through, sometimes more than once, when the show comes out, he listens to it from start to finish. Yeah, I do. He's going like, yeah, I got to talk some more. The film thing's still going. <laughs> well, the reason why I'm talking about... I forget why I was talking about this. Oh, it's because... Mark Ramsey was saying that audio podcasting is one of the most intimate forms of communication because the people who are listening to a podcast are choosing to listen to you. 
It's not like flipping through the radio dial and hearing whatever music is on. People either download it from iTunes or however, or even if they're using an app like Stitcher, they're still saying, I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. Even if that's only five people in the whole world. But somebody is putting on, usually through their headphones or their earbuds, sometimes in the car, but most people still are listening to podcasts through their, their headphone. So it makes it a very intimate experience. Like, you people right now listening, here I am talking to you. Thank you for listening to Daily Adventure Tales. It really means a lot to me. And if you know anybody in Wyoming, tell them to download the DAR podcast. Wyoming's still the only state that doesn't download Daily Adventure Tales. <laughs> it's only one state? Only one where there's state. there's no listeners? Yes. We have listeners in 49, not in Wyoming. And we even put a cowboy in last week. Come on, Wyoming. What's up with that? They're just well, they can't hear you. <laughs> That's what I know. I'm, I'm hoping that somebody maybe like in Colorado has relatives in Wyoming. And if you like Daily Adventure Tales, you could call them up. I'm going to go to Wyoming and log in. <laughs> and just fix the situation. <laughs> That's so funny. I actually kind of had that. Well, when we get our RV, one of the first places we'll go is Cheyenne. <laughs> and I'm going to download Daily Adventure Tales. So I can say download it in all 50 states. <laughs> Hi adventurers, this week I was feeling a little bit lack of confidence, so I went back in the past to pick this week's song, Red Hot Mama by Sophie Tucker. Now Sophie Tucker was one of the most popular entertainers in the first maybe two-thirds of the last century, and Red Hot Mama was recorded in late 1910 to early 1911, but you can't help but smile at her confidence and her delivery. Hope you enjoy it. Have a great week.
That's a wrap. For more information, visit dailyadventuretales.com. <laughs> <laughs>